Welcome back to the Get Real with Todd podcast. I'm your host, Todd Schuster. And uh, happy holidays to everybody. Uh, Today is December 20th, and we just had Hanukkah last week. We've got Christmas coming up, New Year's. Uh, It's a crazy time of year, a lot of fun, getting time to spend with family and friends, and then uh, get reinvigorated for the, the new year and set new goals, whether they be business or personal or uh, athletics, whatever it is. It's, it's, a, it's a busy time of year. So uh, the Get Real with Todd podcast. This is our second episode, and if you haven't listened to the first one, uh, we really talked about how I started the company, my wife and I, Stacy and I, and uh, the struggles we had, uh, the successes we've had. And uh, in, in doing that, I, I was thinking, you know, being an entrepreneur, a business owner, uh, it's, it's, a tough, it's a tough business. It's a tough getting up and going. And uh, sometimes uh, people see your success and go, man, uh, I'd love to be doing what they're doing. It looks like they got the world by the tail and they're, they're just doing amazing things. And, uh, you know, you, you see superstars, you know, whether they be actors or, uh, or singers, you're like, man, you know, they, they just have the life and, and they're just killing it. And not too often do we really look back and see the struggles that someone had to go through to be where they're at. And uh, that's really where this uh, podcast came from is I wanted to interview uh, agents in our company and find out what it is that has helped them see success in their business and what struggles they've had uh, in getting there because it's not easy. Uh, this career of being a realtor is extremely difficult. The turnover rate is extremely high. We've always heard it. Uh, but then you see some agents that are just, you know, doing amazing things. You're like, oh, they must have had, you know, family or friends or you know, something special in their life that made it easy for them. And, and they're just, you know, uh, unique in that things come easy to them. And I don't think so. I think people work really hard uh, in whatever uh, entrepreneur business that they undertake. And that's what I wanted to make this podcast about, is interviewing people that have gone through struggles to get to the other side and and see success. And so I'm really excited about this uh, podcast. Uh, A newer agent, Johnny Malott, been in the business only, uh, I don't know, what, 16 months maybe. Uh, came out of the Air Force. When I first met Johnny, I was just impressed with his work ethic. Uh, and, and people out of the military, you know, that's that's who they are. They, they work hard. They're very disciplined. Uh, but why he got into the, the field of real estate, I really wanted to find out. And I wanted to hear, you know, what his struggles and what his successes uh, were in this uh, new career of his. And and I think uh, you'll have some really good insight on what it takes to be successful. And uh, I I would definitely say Johnny uh, is successful. 
um, and it didn't come easy. So uh, Johnny and his wife, Karen, and my wife, Stacy, and myself, uh, we had dinner and enjoyed each other's company and then uh, got to ask some great questions of, of Johnny. And uh, I, I hope you uh, enjoy uh, his insights. And uh, again, happy holidays to everyone. This is the Get Real with Todd podcast. So I'm here this evening with Johnny and Karen Malott, and uh, really excited to have them here for dinner. It's been fun, enjoyable, and uh, Johnny came to us, what has it been, 18 months now, John? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, March of 2016. Yep. So March of 2016. Right. Retired from Air Force, mm-hmm. 20 years. And 25 days. And 25 days. <laughs> Amazing that you can remember it that closely. Yeah. What did you do uh, when you got out of the Air Force? <clears throat> when I got out of the Air Force, I the original plan was... Uh, so in the Air Force, I was an intelligence analyst, which carries with it a top-secret clearance. You know, I had that for the whole career. And a lot of times what people will do is they'll get out and they'll go find a job with the government because they that security clearance is worth a certain amount of money. And so you can usually find a, a nice job, usually a six-figure job, you know. And so people just fall into that and go work on the military base for another 20 years and then retire from civil service. And I just, <clears throat> I didn't love the idea of that, but a friend of mine had um, had a job where he worked in Virginia for six months and Afghanistan for six months, and it was great pay. And he kind of hooked me up with the hiring guy, and so that's what my plan was originally. And uh, Karen was pregnant at the time, and as luck would have it, or providence, whatever you want to call it, we I found out that my commander at the time knew a guy that was looking for people, analysts specifically, people that had analytical backgrounds in the military, uh, to work for a mortgage company. It was W.J. <laughs> Bradley, was the mortgage company, and the CEO, Bill Bradley, apparently had read a lot of books on Navy SEALs and military strategy and planning. And yeah, I was going to say, what makes a mortgage company <laughs> think, let's go after right? analysts out of the military? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, a Well, there's difference. a thing called the military planning process. It's a whole 400-step process that you want nothing to do with. But <laughs> <laughs> he found out about this and wanted to have a team of people that would work on the business, not in the, you know, in the business. We weren't processing loans, we weren't underwriting, we weren't loan officers or anything like that. And so it was here, it was in Denver, and although we lived in the Springs at the time, it was like, hey, this isn't as much as I was going to get paid, but I get to be here for the birth of our son, and you know, so like it was a good thing, and so that's how I ended up working at the mortgage company. So what would you like about doing that? <sighs> I mean, that's a big... The people I work with. Working in civil. I mean, this is you know, the civilian world out mm-hmm. of the military world. What, what did you... Well, it was a tough transition. I mean, most retirees, military retirees, will say the transition is... It can be difficult, you know, depending on how military-minded you are, you know, how you're wired. But I was looking for a clean break, and, and so I think it might have been a little easier on me than most. But, I mean, it was... I don't know, babe. Was it... It was a tough year, right? Transitioning to how... 
if I were to email a person in the civilian world, they didn't have to get back to me right away. Like in the military, yeah. they had to follow those rules. Like if I was their boss, you know. So yeah, I, think I don't you know. Miss the structure a lot. I miss the structure and the rigidity and the rules that you had to follow, not choosing to follow the rules or not. And so it was. I mean, the first year was kind of tough, but I was there for two years, and so after the second year, I really kind of bought into the being a civilian and wearing <laughs> wearing normal clothes for a change and and things like that. So yeah, it. It started to suit me pretty well. Civilian life did. So then, what led you to think about doing real estate? I mean, it's, it's a close. I mean, mortgage, real estate. Is that what just made you think of it because of the industry, or I don't was think it they were related at all? Not related. Mm-mm. No, I think you always wanted to do. I kind of had actually Terry Covert, our our landlord in Texas, um, had you know I, I she went, after talking to her, she found out she. Rented. She was a retired Navy uh, officer, I think, or something. But uh, she has properties and rents them out and kind of like, not a real estate agent, but got into the real estate realm. And I thought, how cool would that be just to kind of, because I saw her life and she loved it and she made good money doing it. And, you know, I was like, that seems like it would be a pretty cool post-military life. And and that was kind of thing with the, put the seed in my in my mind. And so... You know, over the next five years or whatever, four years, I thought about it, would talk to people. And, I mean, there wasn't one person that said, no, you do not have the personality for real estate. <laughs> I mean, everybody, almost to a person that I talked to was like, you would be really good. But you know how it is. You don't. You're always doubting. Like, right. No, I don't know. Well, would I? I'm not sure. You know, and so um, when I got, when they were doing layoffs, I got caught up in one of the, the later rounds, so two years, almost to the day that I got hired, I was let go from WJ Bradley. And um, I was almost excited, actually, when my boss came in there. I knew it was coming because there had been several rounds of cuts. And I was like, yes, finally, I get to be let go. You know, I couldn't wait because <laughs> it was kind of like a sinking ship. You know, it's like, let's right. get out of there. And um, So I was kind of excited. But um, so it's I had, but yeah, it was a great excuse to jump in and, you know, I had the military retirement to fall back on. So it wasn't like I got to go, start, scrambling I got to go to Cabela's right. and get a job or target or, you know, and then there's nothing wrong with those jobs at all, but just, I didn't have to go find something immediately, you know? And, um, I did know though that unemployment was an option. So I took an unemployment check for six months while, cause I got let go in September. So like. I went to school in late January for real estate, so kind of got through the holidays, and we all know how fast those go, right. you know. And I think you did a lot of soul searching, but everything you researched led mm-hmm. you back to real sure. estate's the right career. There were other the things I thought and... about that, like, had took a longer path. Like, the, there was more schooling, or there was it was more expensive, and real estate was like little input of time and money for unknown income on the other side, no promise of. High income, but just the sky's the limit, really, was the thing. And I was like, I think I'd be good at it. And, you know, we talked about it. And, you know. So when you say, and, and I hear it a lot, you'd be good at this. You've got the great personality. Mm-hmm. Or look at that person. They're doing so well. They're driving the beautiful car. They're selling real estate. I think I want to do that. What did you think it was? Because I, I think a lot of people... When they get in the business, don't know that, oh, you mean that this is what it's all about? Right. And so from, mm-hmm. you know, looking outside in, what did you think it was? Mm-hmm. Or what were you hoping it was going to be? 
<clears throat> well, I think some of it I got I got some insight. So Tammy Christian, um, she's been with Remax for twenty some years. Her mom actually helped sell half of Highlands Ranch way back when it was first developed. Um, but she had told me how like when she she was our real, realtor whenever we bought up up in uh, Parker, and she would you know I would ping her like hey. I'm thinking about getting into real estate. And this was like, even at the beginning of my two years at WJ Bradley, I was like, what are your thoughts? And, you know, do you like it? And what's it like? And the the main things I remember her saying was just how much she could control her own schedule. And even with her girls, she has two girls. They grew up, they played college softball at Princeton, or one of them did, right? Um, anyways, so, you know, she was always there for every single game and never missed a game. And, you know, we knew that we had a young we're going to start a family. We had a six month old. And so I was like, I like the idea of that, you know, being able to do what I want when I want. That wasn't all entirely true, but, <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, but you can control it's your, your own business. Schedule. You can sure. control it. Yep. And yeah, you, you well, can see people have good lifestyles. It was one extreme to the other too. You went from 20 years of complete structure with the military where it was a Monday through Friday, this hour to this hour and so much structure to you totally controlled your own schedule. And mm-hmm you could be flexible when your family needed you to be flexible. Sure. And I think that was huge for us, mm-hmm. especially just having had kids. <clears throat> right. Yeah, so I think, look, so that was my first uh, idea of what her life was like. Not that that's every scenario, but I like that was, that was, so I picked up something there, right? And then just, you know, I think what I, what I really liked the most was the freedom to wear what I wanted to wear and do <laughs> what I wanted to do. After 20 years of being... Right. Yeah. Honestly, that was, <laughs> like, what I wore to work was a very important part of my decision. And, um, and so, I, I mean, I knew that there was also good potential for money. And if everybody was telling me that I was going to do well, then perhaps maybe there's maybe even a greater chance that I might make good money on the other end. And um, so I don't know. I I don't think it has been everything I thought it was going to be. There are definitely some things that are different, especially when you start dealing with buyers and sellers and, you know, just the nuance of it is there's a lot of things I think we can complain about as realtors, which we shouldn't because it's all kind of relative, especially after having spent a year in Afghanistan and six months in Iraq. (laughs) I can help myself keep it in perspective. Yeah, your to perspective. Degree, is, so. Yeah, yeah. It's but, uh, not life or death. <laughs> right. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. And uh, so you know, I don't know. I, I think that it's been almost everything I'd hoped it would be. I, I I still love it as much, if not more, now than I did um, eighteen months ago when I started. You're happier but, than you've ever been. You yes, I'm not a cynic. I used to be a very a cynical person when uh the tail end of my military career you know and she's seen a huge change in me since since i retired and gotten into real estate and so so let's go back 18 months then so we meet you know we, we talk about the company you decide to join our company um you sit down for the first time with your 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 mentor stacy who is going to kind of give you a little bit of guidance a little bit of direction of what this is all about how did that first meeting go I mean I remember when I, when I met you that I mean I was excited to meet you I mean uh, having military family my sister in the military my brother-in-law my, my father uh, I, I get I get you guys mm-hmm. I, I mean when you set your mind to something you're going to do it you can do it in a very methodical way a very well thought out way um, but then again it's a big 
change. Uh, luckily, you've been in the mortgage industry for a few years and had transitioned out of military into civilian, but it's still a very big change versus coming from the corporate. But you're sitting down with Stacy for the first time, and she's giving you just a little bit of direction and a little bit of classes are coming up, and your head's got to be going spinning about what do I do next? Well, yeah. I mean, there must have been a million questions. you want to answer this? <laughs> what was our first interaction like? I mean, there were a million questions because I'm, I'm a 100% guy. I think you wanted to pretty much download everything out of my brain and put it into your head. Yes, I want to plug into you <laughs> with a lightning cable and like... Yeah. You know, like Matrix style. Because you're like, I want to do it now. I want to do it well. I can't. I don't have time to be bad at this. I don't have time to learn <laughs> how, to, how to do it right. right. Can you yeah. just transport out everything mm-hmm. you know so I can get to work, start representing buyers, start representing sellers, start doing mm-hmm. a good job. Yeah. And I came in with, with one listing, like my buddy that wanted to, and I was like, I got to learn this now because I got to impress him and like get his household and yeah and so I, I think was, that was the biggest challenge for me as your mentor was to get you to slow down <laughs> sound familiar yeah <laughs> and to break it down into bite-sized yeah. pieces okay Johnny today you're going to do this tomorrow you're going to do that right. and no we don't need to talk about what you're going to do six months from now let's focus on today <laughs> and so yeah. I think that was that was I'm, the most fun I almost don't remember that but like hearing it I'm like oh yeah that's right I was that's how it was <laughs> Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like Todd said, one thing that I loved about you is that I knew I could give you any task and you would complete it. It wasn't just, oh, I'm going to pretend I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know, halfway do it. It was like you were all in. And to coach someone like that is so much fun. I can't imagine. It's it's almost shocking to me. and, And she hears from me all the time. I'm like, how do they not do this? Like, I'm like... Looking in from the side, I'm like, "There, how do you not have professional pictures? How do you not have your house cleaned? You know, not to mention when somebody like all the time or just on a daily basis, but like when you're having photos taken of it, you know. <laughs> so it's just, yeah, it's been. I think that's part of the transition too. It's like understanding that everybody's a little different and not everybody's wired like a military person might be, and so. Maybe there's still some transition going on. It would probably never change. I mean, you do something since you're 18. It's kind of part of you for the rest of your life. So. But no, I think yeah. it worked to your advantage, yeah. 100%. What's working? So you said good. your first appointment, you've already got a, a listing or somebody who wants to list their house. Mm-hmm. And in this business, it's amazing how hard it is for some people to talk to people they know and like and trust, their friends, their family, and tell them what they do. But here you've got a listing before you're even ready to go work. What was that conversation like to go talk to your friend or whoever this person was and say, hey, hang on. I'm getting my license. I don't know a thing, but I want to help you. I mean, is that not pretty much? I mean, exactly how it went. Yeah. Like I am getting my license. I'm probably going to be doing real estate like next month, you know, like one of those things. He's (laughs) like, well, we want to move. And, you know, and, and yeah, he was, uh. Steve Spanovich, friend of mine from W.J. Bradley, is where I met him, Air Force uh, retiree as well, and he, um, they were moving to Florida, and you know, he didn't have to move in a specific time, but he, I think he kind of pulled the reins back and waited, and 
And then we got into the conversation about, I think we, it was one of our first conversations about it was he wanted to go with one of the, like a Redify or, you know, trying to put as much money in his pocket and huge experience, right? Learning all the ins and outs of just the contractual conversations with the buyer's agent and, um, you know, picture taking, just all that, you know, your first listing. So it was But you not knowing anything about this business, what gave you the confidence? And we talked about this here at the last sales meeting, confidence. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you didn't have skills. You didn't have the knowledge. You didn't have the experience of being a realtor. But you had confidence to be able to talk to this person and say, I'll help you. Now, whether you charged him a hefty fee or what you were worth, and you know, we can talk about that later, but you had confidence to talk to somebody and say, I can help you. What, what was that? Where did that come from? Uh, I think Karen will tell you, I've, like, I've never met a stranger in my life. I, I used to hate it when my mom would start conversations with ladies in line at the grocery store. Hated it. Embarrassed the heck out of us, and now I'm her. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, um, I, I just think, that, I mean, especially if you're someone I would call a friend, someone I've shared time on the trail with hunting there's nothing you can't ask me and there's nothing I'm not going to ask you so I think because of our relationship the first time I did have to tell somebody I want to help you I can help you it was pretty easy because of who he was you know he's a he was a friend um, can I, if I can chime in yeah chime you in. do everything 110 percent so there's nothing that you've encountered that you thought, well, I'll do this, but I'll just do it part way. It doesn't matter if you don't know how to do it, you will find a way to do it and you'll ask the right people like Stacy, how do I do this? And so it was, it was a challenge. It was something you didn't know anything about, but you weren't going to take on that challenge without figuring out how to get it done. So you were willing to go through like whatever steps you needed to, to get to the end game. So yeah. it didn't bother you that you didn't know because you knew who to go to, to get the answers. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, when we went to peak producers, you know, I was, I listened to what you guys said and it wasn't always easy, but like, I knew that was the way. Say that again. It wasn't always easy. It wasn't always easy. (laughs) (laughs) It's not easy. Yeah. Some people, I think their personality just is not as outgoing and they just have a hard time. Quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes right now. (laughs) Quote unquote, bothering their friends and family. But in my opinion, those are the people that should first be giving you business and and, because they care about you and they want you to see you succeed and so it was kind of is that why you feel like you're not bothering them is because it's just because they care about you so how could how could you be bothering them because they're helping you they want to help you is that is that that simple it's that simple and i from the time i first heard you guys say that i have not thought about it any differently and i just you know went that way went full speed ahead and i just haven't really looked back and I talk to everybody about real estate. <laughs> Friends, family, strangers, you know, every, I mean, everybody. So so you had like a killer month in, what was it, early spring? May. I had two, that May. Was two, that May or June? May. I mean, you had a... Not May, because my last one in the spring was May 5th, but it was April, I think it was. I had five closings in April. And I had 11 the, from January to May 5th, I had 11. Yeah, I mean, you... you, you you hit the ground running this year. I mean, it was awesome. Where where did these get people come from? 
question. Where's my phone? <laughs> Everywhere. Well, no, I know. Like, I mean, quick funny story was my my very first transaction. I think it happened. I think it ended up happening before the listing, if I remember correctly. But I accidentally Facebook friended somebody <laughs> on Facebook, and I thought that they were one Michelle, but they were a different Michelle, but from the same company, WJ Bradley. Come to find out, they had recently inherited some money. We're looking for a realtor. <laughs> so, oh, <laughs> cash buyers were my first buyers, you know, 300, 310,000. Yeah. And, um, so that was just kind of out of the blue. But other than that one, there's, I think, been a more concerted effort via referral or, you know, friend of a friend or coworker of Karen's. I've sold a couple of her cowork one of her coworkers. So, so good support from your wife. Mm-hmm. Your wife's a good re- referrer. She's my biggest fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not that that's not beneficial to her at all, but you know. <laughs> so, yeah, just a little. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, once. I didn't know what I was doing. I've certainly never owned or ran a business. I just kind of started building on what I learned in Peak Producers. And so what thing? Peak, I mean, there's so much in that course. What two or three things do you actually consistently, which is hard to say. I, I know we all try to be consistent, mm-hmm. but your, your, your top three things that you try and do. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not holding you accountable that you do this every single day, but... What do you right. try the three things that yeah. you uh, brought you the most success? Well, handwritten notes, calls, pop buys, those are the, I mean, the three, that's the tagline. That's his feeding, three, right? yeah. His three. Um, I'd probably say I'm the worst at calling. And I, I don't know why, but um, pop buys were hard to do. Notes, very easy. Uh, it came naturally for me. Um, I've only really recently, like in the last quarter, dedicated to every single day and last week or the week before I had a I was working with a buyer that fell into my lap and so I didn't do it so Friday night I, or Friday afternoon I cranked out seven just to meet my 10 for the week you know so I was like I'm gonna do this I'm absolutely gonna do this and so I just kind of you know stuck to it um, but other than other than that really it's the mayor campaign you know it's it's letting people know you want to help them and People always say, oh, I'm not looking to, to buy or sell or, you know, or you ask somebody, hey, do you have any friends? I don't think, I know somebody, but I think they just moved in. Well, who do they know, though? <laughs> so it's just that continual education, really. Of and are you able to you do know. that? Are you able to do that? Who do you know? It's not about mm-hmm. you buying or selling, but who do you know? Are you able to go that extra step and ask them that question? Mm-hmm. It, and I don't really always ask them that question, but... Like, uh, for example, the gal I was telling you about today that Christian and I met with, we met her on a hike. And um, so they're now in my sphere. I mail, I do my monthly mailings to them and, and, you know, and they're part of that group. And she's like, yeah, we're not quite ready to buy, you know, to buy just or to buy uh, to sell our house just yet. But she, and, and then before she really even finished her thought, I said, but you might know somebody who is. <laughs> so like that, you know, I'm. A little follow-up. It's educating them, really, of of really what I'm trying to do as somebody that keeps in touch with them regularly is it's not just you. It's people you know and people that you know and who they know and just like on down the line exponentially as long as you want to go, you know, so. And who are these people you're talking to? And that's, we teach Buffini, what, three times a year. And I hear from many people saying, 
my sphere's not that big. I, I'm not that involved. No one I know is buying. No one I know is selling. Who are you talking to? Well, I mean, where are you? Where are you when you're talking to these people? What are you? You haven't lived here your whole life. You're not a native. No, not at all. Uh, you're. I'm uh, still learning the the Greater Denver area. You know, like there's streets of Pearl. Where's that again? I don't know, but you know, I'm figuring it out. Um, so people, because that's the other thing. You know, people see success and. We'll talk about the, you've had some great success, and they well he's been here forever, or he's highly connected, or he's in this group, he's in this club. He, are you highly connected? Are you in every group? Are so who are you talking to? Who are these people? Where do you meet people? So be my my external storage uh, for this information. So uh, start off with you know been in the military. I have people that. So I'm part of Pikes Peak MLS, and because somebody said, hey, I'm, I'm moving to Colorado Springs, and I saw on Facebook that you're a realtor down there. Actually, I'm not. I live in Denver, but I certainly can, can help you out down there. It's actually my cousin that first got me down there, and I found it hard to show properties without being in, in the system and having access and all that stuff. So I signed up, sold him a house, or helped him buy a house, and... Um, that was my first one down there. So there's the military connection, right? There's people that there's turnover in the military, but here up in Denver and Parker and the greater area, um, and the neighbors, we've neighbors. Been, there you you've go. Gone right mm-hmm. up to people and introduced yourself and made friends. I think that's you're good at making friends with people and people like you, but you're not afraid to put yourself out there. So you would adver- mm-hmm. advertise yourself to them, and you would just stay constantly connected. So we've had a lot of good referrals in business from neighbors and old neighbors and yep. hiking the girl you were just talking about sure. hiking the stairs in Castle Rock you yeah. just made a friend at the very top of the little two <laughs> it was step 201 plus about 15 steps and that's where we were at the top of that so as Brian says as you go as you go. so as you're just living your life you're meeting people You're. it's not this huge concerted effort that you're grabbing the phone book and meeting people or it's just living life, going to Costco, going for hikes, right. being out and about in life. I've never, I've never walked a neighborhood. I've never cold called. It's just been you just meet truly people. by referral. It's, it's, uh, yeah, you know. And I mean, gosh, now that I'm I finally know kind of what I'm doing in the Buffini realm, it's kind of like all. I told Karen like a month ago. I said, I have this feeling. Or things are just gonna like tip soon, and my gosh, they're starting to really. I got two referrals in one week, and like, just, just, it's. it's I, I was. Effect. It was true. It was like this intuition I had that just, I could feel it coming, and so yeah. It's, so yeah, tell me, this year you started off gangbusters. What did, I mean? How many deals did you do in the beginning of the year? Uh, between January and May, I did eleven, maybe three of which were new construction that were signed last year but came to fruition in the in the first quarter. And then you kind of stalled out. We moved. You moved. <laughs> right. You do a big change in this yeah. business. You go on a big vacation. You move. You have a kid. You have a health issue. Sure. You take two, three weeks of downtime, and it will throw you off three-plus months in your business. Easy. That's exactly right, yeah. And it's just, I mean, it is the way this business works because it, yep. it, if you're not constantly priming the pump, the well dries up real quick. 
Awesome. So what did I that guess. feel like when it dried up? Well, I think I started not just like taking your eye off the prize a little bit. I was kind of reading my own press clippings a little. And I thought, real estate thing's easy. 11 closings, they're just going to start rolling in every month. <laughs> Where's our next vacation, you know? <laughs> and um, when we buy in that Vail property, you know, so I just, you kind of start to buy into it and, you know, it dries up. And you're like, oh, right. I was wrong. Suddenly, it's, you question everything. She got a lot of, Stacy got a lot of phone calls and texts. I don't know what I'm doing. How do I even price a house now? No, it's just confidence. You really, your confidence went down. Oh, yeah. It really went down. Yeah. And it was like, Johnny, back to the basics. You Who know you? how to do this? Do it. Yep. Yep. Which is funny. We, we talked about your confidence when you had that first listing, and it had nothing to do with your skills, had nothing to do with your real estate knowledge. All it had to do is that you had confidence in your relationships. Mm -hmm. But yet when you saw some great success and then no success for just a little while, you thought it was a skill or a knowledge or a tool mm -hmm. versus you. Right. Just and then you, you start working you again and actually writing notes and doing pop buys and events and following some of the systems, but also just knowing that you know, you get one person to make a comment that helps you realize like, oh yeah, I am good at this. Or I, I do, people do like me or whatever, you know, um, you're like, okay. And then you kind of get rolling again and then snowball, you know, just keeps going. How did you get yourself? I mean, you're, you're back, you're doing good. Things are starting to happen again. But what did you, what, what did you do to, to help I yourself? I think you know the answer to this. Well, I do know the answer, <laughs> but I don't think our listeners do. Right. You know, I, um. Well, your theme for Symmetra and, and it was equity, you know, and equity, actually, we were kind of talking about it before it ever came up, I think, in Symmetra, but raising the bar, right? And, you know, you always hear about the one-to-one -one coaching that Buffini does, but it seems always just a little too far out of reach, or even if it's not, and you can afford it, like, well, I could always spend that money on something else, you know? It's a car payment. It's hard to spend on yourself. You know? Yeah. And on your so, own business. Yeah, yeah, to invest in yourself. And, I, you know... Talked to Karen, and I think it was, I don't remember what, what made us finally decide, but I just said, I want to take this plunge, and we will just figure it out. And, you know, we started, I th well, actually, the offer came out for two months free. If you sign up by whatever date it was, I don't remember, August, I think it was August or something, but if you sign up by this day, you get two months free. I'm like, oh, I can jump in, get some momentum after the first two months, and I'll have to pay, and maybe it'll, it'll, It'll kick something back to me, you know, before I have to actually pay that bill. And um didn't work out that way. But But I feel like you started to get your confidence. Back I did, after absolutely. You started the program. I got a coach. Yeah. Yeah. And that was that was all the difference. And yeah. you know, I mean, what was the coach able to help you with? Showed show me my blind spots for one. Um, you know, I like I said at the beginning of this, I've never ran or owned a business or even liked the idea of running or owning a business or thinking about taxes or anything. I just, I'm a military guy, right? Like, like that Saturday Night Live skit, I'm just a simple caveman. <laughs> That's me, you know, and <laughs> suddenly I'm a businessman. And so I, um, you know, I think they just, they give you structure. They tell you, they definitely sell you on, if you do this, it will work. And some people don't buy in, but as we've talked about before, you give me a task and I'm going to do it. Not 100% all the time, but I'll, you know. 
And so I just started doing what it was. And, um, you know, more recently, the referrals of uh, one of the people I invited to my pumpkin carving contest is the one that gave me two referrals in a week and a half period of time. Wow. So you do this and it will work. It and will happen. Build it and they will come. Right. <laughs> Maybe they would have done it even if I didn't have them over to the party because, you know, we like them and they like us. But, you know. On the surface, if you just look at it, like, yeah, it works. You know, the system works. So I can't wait for December because I'm having a November pie giveaway. So I should be getting a few referrals from that. <laughs> so we'll see how it works out. But I think mostly the confidence really, they gave me structure and helped me believe in myself. And, you know, like any good coach would or good mentor like Stacy was. No, that's awesome. No, uh, it's been fun to watch your progress. Uh, Watching you as a brand new, wide-eyed, not knowing what the heck you're doing, uh, trying to learn, like you said earlier, you wanted to know everything immediately and it just doesn't happen that way. But it's fun to see someone who wants to know everything right right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to hear from your wife on what she thinks have been the biggest changes in you. Because I, I think this industry... <laughs> I see it change people when when they become successful and, and they achieve what they're wanting to set their their minds to and they achieve it. It's not like any other business, uh, you know. Most most people have jobs and, and they they go to it and they don't think that they're succeeding at anything. They're just doing their job. But, right. but Ryan didn't this, want. yeah, <laughs> this isn't a grind. Oh, it's a grind. It's, it's hard work, but. But when you achieve what you set your mind to and then you set a new goal and you achieve that, it, it produces something that makes you somebody who you weren't in the beginning or brings out maybe someone who you weren't in the beginning. And, yeah. I, you know, as we wrap this up, I, I'd like to hear uh, from Karen what, what she's seen over the 18 months about you. Could, before you. Before you answer that, could I just say one thing? Because you've made a really good point and it's um, something to the effect of like you have to set new goals because you can never think that you've arrived and there are no more goals to be made. And I think when I had my little, when I looked away for a moment and felt confident that I had arrived and I'm standing on top of that hill, no, that's a false peak that you're looking at. You know, that's, you're not there. And I think that, you know, if anyone's listening to this that is approaching that point in time where they're almost there, like set new goals and shoot higher, raise the bar. Um, I just... I made that mistake of like, whew, I made it. You know, we've done the incline, you know, in the springs, and there's that false, false peak there. And yeah, it's kind of the same feeling. But um, I think we had that conversation about you're only moving forward if you're moving forward. If you're standing still, you're actually moving backwards. Yeah. So you can't just yeah. stand still and imagine that everything's going to stay the same. You have to mm-hmm. continually be setting goals and mm-hmm. moving forward. But to answer your question, <clears throat> I have never seen Johnny happier. It's been so cool just to see this change. Um, in his just zest for life and how excited he is and um, I've always had this motto in my life that I want to work in order to live my life I don't want to live my life in order to work and um, I feel like both of us for a period of time were living our lives in order to work it was all about work and in this career I feel like your work is enabling this amazing life for you and it you love life and work can be a part of your life, but it doesn't take over your life. And I love that because it 
you're happy, our family's happy, you have this flexibility for our family, and you can be there for our family, you have this career that's fulfilling and satisfying, and it, it gives you something um, to strive for every day, and so it has been, it's been challenging, there's been ups and downs, and um, arguments, and where do we go from here, um, but seeing all the good and the bad, I wouldn't have wanted it to go any other way. There's not a better career that you could have chosen. And um, it's definitely been the best choice that I think we could have made. I like what you said about, um, you know, the work-life balance. I mean, I don't feel like I go to work. You know, when I tell our oldest son, who's almost four, Logan, daddy's got to do some work. I don't ever have to say I'm because then going to work is like this departure from him and he's loves daddy right now. And, um, so, you know, if I have to do something where I leave, I say, daddy's got to do some work, but I'll be back in a little bit. It's never that gone to work, come home, gone to work, mm-hmm. come home, that back and forth. And it's just like life is work and work is life. And yeah. it's, and our family gets to be blending. A part of it. Yeah. The other weekend we all went and looked at a model home together that one of and your Logan loves model homes. Future realtor. That's why we get in this business. We love houses. We like looking at homes and talking to people. That's right. <laughs> it was really, it was really fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I, I, this is fun. Yeah, uh, I appreciate you guys fun. coming, sharing your time, sharing your story. Uh, Karen, I think you wrapped it up perfectly. Oh, and that, that was, you know, it's nice to see the support. It's a crazy business that we're in. Um, but it affords us a wonderful life if you if you figure it out. And, and I, I think you guys are on the right path. So anyway, thank you. Thanks. It was fun. Thanks. Was fun. Appreciate it, Tom. Thanks. And Stacy. Thank, thank you. you, John. <laughs>